Okay, it's Sunday around noon, and uh, news has just recently broken about Kobe Bryant passing away in a helicopter crash. I recorded this episode yesterday, but just wanted to put a quick message up top about how horrible this obviously is. Obviously, this is tragic, and the NBA community has lost a legend. Anyway, it's it's shocking, and, and just wanted to express my condolences his fans, his family. Rest in peace, Black Mamba. The NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. The Super Bowl is coming up and MyBookie is the place you want to get in on all the action. Use promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com dot com slash sgp that's aceperhead.com slash sgp we're also brought to you by prop swap prop swap is america's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local book plus when you use the promo code sgp you get a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's at PropSwap.com promo code sgp and finally, we're brought to you by Simply Safe, the leader in home security. Go to simplysafe.com/sgp today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/sgp to save on home security today. S I M P L I S A F E.com/sgp. And hello, I am Ryan McKee at the Ryan McKee on Twitter, and this is NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, your home of the NBA Odds Pod Frauds Contest. Go to our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and look for NBA Odds Pod Frauds Contest to learn how you can enter for free and win up to $500 for first place. We got $300 for second place. $200 $200 for third place. It's easy. All you have to do is pick the teams you think are going to do worst from all-star break on in five different categories. The blog post has all the info you need. So, okay, sorry. Enough with all the ads and promo. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome a recent acquisition to sportsgamblingpodcast.com team, John Jackson. You can follow him at John Boy Beats on Twitter. John has uh, been an MVP contributor for the last couple of months with his DFS flowcharts and tons of great statistical research. So officially, John, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. So uh, what's your deal, man? How did you get started with this kind of stuff? Um, I mean, really, I don't have a huge background in stats or anything like that. I mean, I've just been kind of a sports nerd for ever as long as I can remember and um never really had a like I, I don't know I always was just loved all sports um you know football obviously kind of uh number one and then but then anything but with college football basketball NBA um even a little mm-hmm. MLB so really just kind of started to try to figure out a way to like 
instead of just spending money all the time, figure out a way to kind of use some stats to help make make some of that money back. Instead yeah, of absolutely. Completely off the gut. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been doing it? Um, so really, as far as like all the, I mean, casual kind of betting and stuff like that for probably a good four to five years now. Um, and then similarly, from a daily fantasy standpoint, um, kind of picked that up, I would say stronger, like about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over this last season for NFL is when I really started digging in and trying to kind of come up with my own ranking sheets and trying to get to more of a process type of thing rather than just a casual player. Um, so really this last year is when I feel like I've kind of jumped up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, that's where we started noticing you on Twitter and all the great uh, content you were just posting for free on your Twitter account at uh, John boy beats. What can you give us the background of your handle? Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously you got the, the bad beats and stuff like that. And, mm. uh, I kind of just, uh, my buddies in college always called me John boy. And, um, so that name kind of stuck. And then I had a pretty, pretty solid Spotify playlist called John boy beats for a while. And okay. then, I don't know, just got to, got to the, uh, <laughs> gambling, uh, Twitter sphere and kind of figured that one flowed and went a little bit and messed around and made a little logo. And, um, yeah, I mean, Obviously, the I'm all about the show me the data hashtag. Yeah, no, <laughs> With, absolutely. Uh, just, just trying to get as many different data points in there, and um, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun for me just because you know I'm not. I definitely don't do it as a full time gig, and um, it's just kind of stuff that I like to do in my free time. So, just trying to get as much shared out there on Twitter as possible for everybody. So. Absolutely. You've been great at that. I, I thought that maybe you were like a failed DJ or something, and that's where John Boy Beats came from. <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> it's good to know that you, you, you didn't fail at being a DJ. You just never tried. And uh, John Boy Beats is all about the gambling, which all we love. And we are going to jump right into. So segment we always start off with is who you got this week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee for any picks updates because we're picking on Saturday. Uh, this is going to drop tomorrow, Sunday night. So uh, we don't have all the odds to look at, but we did want to highlight some games that we think are fun and will have uh, possibly some good value. First game I picked is Tuesday night. We have L.A. Clippers versus L.A. Lakers. I, I told John that we were going to look at this at the beginning, did you, did you get a chance to look at it and have any thoughts on it yet? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing in this game is when you look at their first two matchups this year, it was, you know, obviously this one's going to be a marquee one on, on the primetime, but the yeah. first two were real marquee, where it was the first game of the season um, back in October, and then yep. obviously the Christmas Day matchup. So, um, And obviously think- those lineups were different, but I think we could learn something from both games. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I think the big thing that jumped out to me was um, the a little bit of the differentiation in the Lakers lineup. So, obviously, you had LeBron and AD um, there in both games. But then the first game, Danny Green um, kind of lit it up for him. And I think he had, like, 28. And then the second game, it was Kuzma that that uh, did well on Christmas Day and was, like, like their third leading guy. And so... I think it'll be interesting to see in this game who's kind of that third piece that's going to be able to run with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. 
and the Clippers are might not have PG thirteen, right? Which they didn't in the first game either. And Anthony Davis has been banged up. He's questionable. He's supposed to play today, uh, but I think he still technically has a questionable tag. Right. And not sure about PG, but what's crazy, you know, I I found an interesting stat that Clippers have only had both Paul George and Kawhi in 14 games this season. Only <laughs> They've only played, of uh, is, oh, we're over halfway done with the season, and they've only played 42 minutes with their best lineup of Paul George, Kawhi, Harrell, Sweet Lou, and Patrick Beverly. You believe it? And they're still yeah. like kicking some ass. Yeah. I mean, that that's a pretty scary lineup when you think about crunch time in the playoffs, too. <laughs> yeah. Just definitely that's insane that they've only got 42 minutes together. Yeah. I mean, certainly they're hurting with the height, you know, mm-hmm. with Harrell at your center. Um, but I feel like with the perimeter defense and being able to run people off the floor if they need to, I, I don't know. I still really, they're still my first choice to come out of the West. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know, just the, the Kawhi factor. He just seems to be just in a freaking zone these last two years. And like, he's just, I love how he's just so calm, cool. doesn't really talk much at all. doesn't get into really anything. And he just comes out and he's just an assassin every night. Absolutely. Um, I think he seems to really raise his game for the better teams as well. Like just the other yeah. night he had his, which I couldn't believe his very first career triple double. I know. Night. I was seeing that. That was thir- was that Thursday or uh, yeah. it was Thursday. Yeah, I believe it was Thursday. It was against Miami. So, and it was only the second time the Heat had lost at home this entire season. The Heat have been sick at home this season. Yeah, and the Clippers just came in there and looked like they owned them most of the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think their biggest their biggest uh, challenge is going to be on the size, though. Um, I mean, that's what I was kind of kind of thinking about for this game with Dwight Howard's been coming around lately for the Lakers and I mean he's been playing really solid all season (laughs) and with JaVale out the other night he did even better yeah yeah I know and and the crazy thing about Howard I mean you think he's been in the league forever I I, I'm pretty sure he's like only 30 years old right now so well he came in right out of high school that was when high school players were allowed to come straight into the NBA so that's how long he's been around it's crazy yeah yeah i mean i don't know as far as my my uh play for this game i think i'm actually gonna go against the clippers a little bit and and take take in uh some laker um sub bet there i mean i just think at some point this whole Kawhi thing's gotta be pissing lebron off a little bit and i think you know with it obviously being their third matchup and the Clippers, I mean, they won both games, but they weren't like blowouts or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. they're close games. And you look kind of at LeBron's stat line in both of those games and he, you know, there wasn't anything off the off the wall. I mean, obviously he had a typical LeBron stats, but I don't know. I just think this might be a matchup that LeBron decides to kind of take over and drops forty and just goes off. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Typically by the third game of the season, what two teams play if if a team wins the first two and they seem uh to still have the same talent level roughly the same talent level i usually like to put the other team because usually it seems like 
you know, it's hard to beat a, a team of your same quality level three times in a row. Um, right. Unless there's like a major injury or something like that. And I will say that they have been playing pretty similarly. Uh, both the Lakers and the Clips in their last seven games are both uh, five and two straight up and four and three against the spread. Mm-hmm. And the, the, just the difference with the Clippers is they've been doing that without Paul George. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Lakers have been doing that with Anthony Davis banged up and not playing a lot of minutes. Um, but, you know, the Clippers just beat, again, like I said, Miami in Miami. They beat Dallas in Dallas and New Orleans mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So those are all teams that have been playing well lately. Yeah, yeah. They're on a good stretch. Um, but, yeah, I would... I would say depending on what the line is, the Lakers were favored in the first two meetups. Uh, they were favored by three and a half the first game, and they were favored by two on Christmas Day. So depending on what the line is, uh, I could, I might be leaning Lakers as well. Um, anything else on that game? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, we're going to uh, just take another quick break for an ad from our presenting sponsor. If you want to bet that Clippers-Lakers game, there is no place better than mybookie.ag. The holidays have come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Uh, The 49ers are looking to cap off their incredible season, and the Chiefs have the first opportunity to bring a title home in 50 years. Can Casey collect their first ring under Mahomes-led squad, or will the 49ers Garoppolo and undrafted standout Mostert get it done in Miami? Either way... Whatever your gut feeling, time is running out, so get on the action. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted names in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you go. Football not your thing? No worries. It's not mine either. MyBookie has it all. Go have everything from NBA to Premier League to entertainment. You can bet on the Oscars. You can bet on the Grammys. Uh, they've also got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. So, MyBookie has more lines and odds, and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If, you're, if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP to get your extra cash from MyBookie. Bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. Uh, we're back with John Jackson. And, John, uh, the other game I wanted to look at is the Atlanta Hawks versus the Dallas Mavericks next Saturday, February 1st. Um, it's exciting because you have Luka Doncic and Trey Young going head-to-head in the first time this season. These guys will be forever linked uh, coming out of that gra- draft together and the Hawks opting for Trey Young over Luka. Uh, any thoughts on this game so far? Yeah, I mean, let's start by getting my Sacramento Kings jab out of the way. I'm a lifelong Kings fan and for the last about 15 years a lifelong Kings suffer, but uh, just can't believe they passed on both of these guys for Bagley. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I'm a Suns fan, uh, a yeah. suffering Suns fan. Yeah. And <laughs> while I like Aiton better than Bagley, I would still much rather have Luca than anyone. 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's just crazy that the guy's been playing professionally since he was like 15 or something like that. And Absolutely. I mean, at a high level too, extremely high level, much, I, I mean, I think a little bit tougher competition than even the NCAA, you could argue. And um, yeah. he just kind of seemed like a guy that... Yeah, when you're was it? when you're playing against grown men who are like 30 years old and have been playing in the Euroleague since they were 15, that's I think that's going to yeah. be a higher level of like just professional competition than a bunch of one and done kids in the NCAA. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking up. I saw a crazy thing about Luca the other day that he's I think he's one of four guys that's averaging 25, five and five um, in his second year. And that's the list is Robertson, Jerry West, LeBron, and Luca. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, and and the craziest thing about that is, you're you when you look at those four guys, the other three were did it in about like 40, 41 minutes a game. Luca's doing it in like thirty two minutes a game or something. He's just crazy efficient and it's just out of control. Yeah, he really is. Um. So. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like we got to wait until the line drops on this thing. That Dallas, it's in Dallas, giving up probably double digit points. Yeah, <laughs> what right. do you think? I, I, I can see Trey Young. He seems like the type of guy who listens to all his criticism. And right. he's got to be feeling like he's riding pretty high. Uh, he was voted an all star starter even though his team is the worst record in the league. I know. It's still putting up crazy stats. It it, it really just feels like the people who only watch the NBA through NBA Twitter, you know, just watching those highlight clips that he does. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the big thing to keep an eye on is um, the fact that John Collins is back for the Hawks. I mean, that guy has been playing pretty well this year, and I think they're a little bit of a different team when he's in there and give gives Trey a second option outside of just trying to shoot, you know, 15 threes a game on his own and try to try to score 40. So that's a little wrinkle. I know he's been kind of hurt over the last couple of weeks, but I think he's played a couple straight um, games now at mm-hmm. full health. Um, but, I mean, the – the angle I'm kind of looking at in this game is maybe leaning towards the over. Um, you know, obviously with Luca's efficiency this year, that's that's a straight reflection into the Mavericks as well. They're top five in effective field goal percentage, and they're first in offensive rating. And you know, you kind of don't really expect that when I mean, obviously they've been a good story this year, and. Uh, you know, amazingly been doing it a lot, a lot without Porzingis too, their second guy. But who when you look at the actually stats, starting to look like he's coming back off that injury. He's done right. actually done a few things the last two things. Right, right. So yeah, it's kind of it was it was a, it's a little bit of surprise seeing those guys at the top of the some of the stats. But um, and then meanwhile, obviously Atlanta's completely the opposite side of things. But um, I don't know. I think the yeah they're the uh, fifth worst in defensive efficiency. So uh, I would maybe bet the over on the Mavericks team total for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think too the just the 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 rate that the Mavericks are shooting threes this year is is crazy. I know I was watching the game on Thursday when they were playing the Blazers. Um, that that was a funny one. Kevin Harlan and Reggie just couldn't stop talking about the amount of threes that were going off in that game, and I think. The, the Mavs 
chucking up all the threes than is was leading the Blazers into trying to keep up. And they, I mean, I think both teams had a like 45 or more threes shot <laughs> and Maverick shot like 46%, which is crazy. So I could see a similar thing happening if, especially if the Mavericks come out hot early than the, the Hawks, um, doing the same and Trey Young getting a bunch of threes up and a bunch of points up. So I feel like Trey's a good, uh, potential daily fantasy play there just with absolutely obviously you know obviously the little narrative portion of it um somewhat getting outshined i mean getting outshined by luca this year even though trey is is an all-star starter like you're saying but um i like the over in that one too well kind of have to see how it is but i, I do think that's too. a good idea um okay so i didn't i didn't tell you i was gonna throw these out at you but uh because it's super bowl week there i found some props that are oh. Super Bowl slash NBA props. So these are good. These are good. These are going to be fun. So we have uh, Trey Young points plus rebounds plus assists minus half, uh, minus a half point versus Emmanuel Sanders receiving yards in the Super Bowl. Uh, those are both at minus 110. Which do you like? Oh, you got to go with Young on that one. I mean, Absolutely. I don't even think, you know, obviously the last couple of games with Jimmy G going for what, what do you have in the Packingham 80 yards or something like yeah, that? He's had like 100, 100 yards, like the first two games, right? Or something like that. Yeah. I think he definitely will. I think the 49ers will have to pass more right. in this game, but I think it's going to be more of a Kittle game than an Emmanuel Sanders game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be pretty crazy to see Kittle not blow up in any three of the games this postseason. So I think when Jimmy's going to be passing it, he's going to be looking for Kittle. And then I would even say that Debo Samuel is going to have a better game than Sanders. Um, I mean, there's I think so. too. Think, they like running all those little trick plays with him. Right. Right. So I think that's a that's a good one. I'm going to have to find that for young. That's a I think that's an easy one. <laughs> right. And. Trey Young, again, I mentioned this earlier. He's definitely somebody that listens to his own press. You know he's got this game circled since the beginning of the year. And in January, he has been putting up, uh, let's see, I have it here, uh, 31 31 points, 5.5 rebounds, and and 10.5 assists per game. So, um, yeah, I mean, just there, that means... You know, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to have to get over 50 yards, which yeah. I don't see him doing because he's only had like 30 yards in the last two games. Yeah. And that was I all think, in one game. I mean, obviously, there's the risk that he's he blows out and has, you know, the crazy Super Bowl game like we've seen from some of the guys, Brandon Cooks last year, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think just the way that both of these things are trending with, like you're saying, Trey averaging a double double in january and the niners looking like they forgot how to use their passing offense i think you got to go with trey young on that one okay so here's another one uh we have luca uh minus four and a half versus kansas city chiefs points total luca just points luca just points all right (sighs) okay kansas city i'm seeing a lot of people predicting they're going to score around 30 Mm mm-hmm and uh, Luca, his 
just uh, in January, he's been uh, averaging 29 points per game, 29.3 points per game. Um, yeah. I was also like looking at some of his splits that on ESPN's website. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, and th- this is going to be a Saturday that they're playing. So they have it broken up uh, in day of the week, their stats. And mm-hmm. uh, Saturday is his lowest scoring day. <laughs> he only okay. scores uh, 23.9 points on, uh, on uh, averaging on Saturdays for whatever reason. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Yeah. I mean, I think especially if, you know, you think that the Mavericks game has a potential to go the Mavericks way and we start and we see somewhat of a blowout there against the Hawks, then I would say you have to lean towards the Chiefs on that one if you if you're especially if you think Luca's not gonna, you know, maybe need to play the whole game or gonna have some minutes chopped off in the second half. Now, obviously, like I was saying earlier, he's only averaging thirty two minutes a game and he still has had some pretty crazy triple doubles in that uh in that span and some pretty high points stats. But I mean the other thing too is the Chiefs I just don't think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to be able to stop them. I think the Niners, you know, strength is in their front four and their speedy linebacker group. And um, I don't know. I, I just think all the the fast receivers that Kansas City has is just going to be able to kind of expose what would probably be their weakest unit in their secondary. Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the, like, the Niners, they kind of – you know, they're this vaunted defense and strong defense and stuff like that. But when I was looking back at it, the last five games of the regular season, they were giving up an average of 30 points a game. So it's not like they're not giving up points. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I, I feel like the Chiefs know that they're going to have to outscore them. They're not going to they're gonna have a hard time stopping their run game and then having a hard time stopping Kittle as well. So. It seems like the Chiefs' moves have been just outscore their teams, uh, yeah, outscore they, yeah, their they opponents, get... rather than just uh, stopping them. So, uh, I I would also take the Chiefs on this one. Plus, you're getting four and a half points. So, you know, what yeah. that's worth. And uh, you got to feel good if they fall behind early, and you know they're going to be storming back, trying to <laughs> put more points on the board. That that would help. Uh, yeah, here is another quick one. Uh, just movie since we talked about Kittle, um, they have a. Uh, so the Bucks are playing the Suns on Super Bowl Sunday, and they okay. have uh, Giannis minus a half point versus, or um, sorry, yeah, Giannis three free throws made, and you have to give up a half point versus George Kittle total receptions. Now the Kittle receptions you get that at plus one ten, and Giannis you get that at uh, minus one thirty. Uh, I would, but have the I would rather have the better odds, and I think that, like you said, it would be really weird if Kittle didn't have one big game in this entire mm-hmm. run. I could see the Chiefs trying to stop the 49ers' run game, which has been so potent by just lo- loading up the box and having Jimmy G just dump off to Kittle, and you know he could have eight, nine catches. Yeah, yeah, I mean you look at some of Kittle's bigger games and he, he definitely has the, you know, the tendency to sometimes maybe be a little bit quieter in the first half. But I think in, in some of the big games where they've had to come back or they've been in tight fourth quarters, um, it seems like it's always been a 
just to pass over the middle to Kittle and just let him get some yards after the catch and try to make something happen. So you could easily see him racking up four catches on a drive um, towards the end of the game. So I definitely like the the plus odds on Kittle there. Yeah, and Giannis is averaging uh, six free throws made a game on. So he's six of ten on the season per game. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's only you know hitting sixty percent of his free throws, which is really something he struggled with this year so yeah you got that too um i will say that phoenix and i just know that it's just because i follow them closely they're my team they give up the eighth most uh free throws to opponents in the league so that doesn't bode as well but still i do think it's going to be a big kill game and i like the plus odds yeah yeah um all right before we get into your nba over under model i've got a quick ad read and we'll be right back have you ever thought of starting your own sportsbook but don't know how ace per head is here to help you start your own sportsbook they'll provide you with an all-inclusive betting site with the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately they have top-notch customer support going 24 7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry plus ace per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience get started today and ace is offering up to six weeks free just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Okay, and we're back with John, and I'm real excited because I don't even totally understand your new NBA totals model. Uh, you're going to write it up for the site. Haven't got a chance for to post it yet. Um, t- walk me through this. Yeah, so first of all, I think, think I'll be getting that article in early next week so um that should be on the site there and i'll try to break it down into much bigger detail there but um i mean so i started you know the nba model is kind of the first um i guess statistical model that i messed around with back back when i was in college uh during my senior year i started with just a four factors model so um for those that aren't familiar with that exactly that's there's essentially like a a thesis type of deal that says that there's four offensive and defensive factors that seem to have the highest correlation when it comes to winning basketball games. So that's Mm -hmm. effective field goal percentage. That's offensive rebounding rate. Um, you know, basically the amount of times you're able to get double possessions, um, in one possession turnover rate. So limiting your opponent's fast break and, um, and taking care of the ball and then free throw rate. So getting to the line and getting chances at free points. Um, so went through some kind of research on that and set up a model, um, with that and had, had some pretty good success, um, with that in college, but then that kind of fell off the map a little bit. Um, when I started working full time and the other thing is when I, you know, started, my goal is to get it back up and running um, for the season this year. And I think with the change in the NBA over the past probably about five or six years since I was doing that model with the a lot higher scoring, I mean, the thresholds that I had for um, totals were it was like 200. So it was, there was like a criteria for above 200 games. And then there was a criteria for games that are below 200. And yeah. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a game for a while. That's going to have a total under 200. <laughs> yeah. anymore. It's really so, tough. Yeah. So that thing had kind of gone obsolete a little bit. Um, and so 
I was trying to use similar um, statistics to come up with a way to set up a model um, specifically for totals, just because I feel like with the, you know, the amount of variability in the NBA every night with injuries and now the load management and guys sitting and stuff like that, um, I think there's, it's a little bit tougher to um, keep up with the line movement close to games and just not knowing exactly who's going to be in or out until 30 minutes before. And so um, in my opinion, it's a little bit trickier to try to set up a model that's able to capture all that. But I think for the most part, the totals um, should stay pretty consistent unless there's, you know, somebody that's an absolute defensive stud on, on one of the stars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I started doing is I took the uh, pretty much all the games um, from the first like month and a half from of this season um, and just kind of dumped them into a spreadsheet with just all these different stats for um, the the game stats, essentially. Um, and then from there, I kind of did a little bit of trial and error on figuring out, OK, which, uh, you know, when the total's high, let's say, you know, there's a 230, 240 game that ends in, ends in that range. You know, what are the stats that highly or mostly correlated to those games going high? And so um, did a little bit of trial and error on that and came up um, with the effective field goal percentage, um, offensive rating, defensive rating, and pace um, being kind of the top four mm-hmm. that had the highest correlation. And so, um, and then I actually, you know, about halfway through, I said, hey, well, that doesn't actually help me that much because that only is good if you know what the total is and then you can backtrack into some of that stuff. And so obviously in a high scoring game, the pace is typically going to be pretty high. Um, the offensive ratings typically going to be pretty high. So I kind of reversed it um, when I was looking at the correlation between it and um, the numbers went down a little bit, but I think for the most part, those four were still um, had a pretty good um, kind of, line of true fit if you want to call it on on a graph that um was able to come up with like a formula where you could input um that team's effective field goal percentage you could input that team's offensive rating um and then it would plug out you know based on that specific stat what um the total should be for that game so um so it's kind of a lot of different inputs and um so you essentially put those all in into um a formula and then um based on the kind of correlation point so um how closely those stats to help determine the total Mm -hmm. um is a way that i came up with a weighted um i guess formula to to spit out um the what the what i think the total should be so you know it does a little calculation on the defensive side, does a little calculation on the offensive side for both teams. Um, and then in the little data sheets I post, it also includes like the current ranking for each team um, in all those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, basically plug in the Vegas total. And if the Delta is, you know, good enough, then, and it's it's far enough away from what my model says versus Vegas, then that's when I'll look at taking that over and under side on it. Oh, very cool. Uh, I mean, that sounds 
over my head statistically. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm excited for you to have the post. And are you, are you going to upload the spreadsheet so people can do it themselves? Or um, I I'm not sure if I'm going to do that or not. Um, it's kind of uh, so I'm, I don't have a great uh, background in coding or anything like that, and so I'm use pretty archaic uh, <laughs> models with a lot of hand entry and stuff like that. Um, uh, but obviously if I could figure out a way to make it a little more automated, then that would be definitely something that would be good. And the, and the other thing that I, I want to do too is, so I use the first kind of month and a half of games. I want to, I want to load in the last um, two months or so of games and kind of see if there's any different trends or if it stays pretty consistent and kind of keep tinkering with it a little bit. But Got it. And, and and so, okay, so you're going to post it, you're going to explain it. Uh, so people, if they have the expertise, they can certainly build their own model uh, with what you've, what you put forward. And if not, they can follow you on at John Boy Beats and will you be uh, giving out some of your best plays? Yeah, so I've actually, for the last kind of two, I think two or three weeks, um, about two weeks I've been putting them out on Twitter every day. So, um, I only, you know, really recommend the, the, the plays. And I personally only bet on them when it's over a certain kind of Delta Mm -hmm. from what the Vegas total is showing. Um, but then, so I, I've been tracking everything on the Action Network app. Um, I just like that a lot because it's able to, you're kind of able to track some things over different, um, timelines and stuff like that and but but i know that a lot of people don't trust that because Mm -hmm. you can go in after the fact and put in games and stuff like that and whatever so trying to just kind of do it daily now and um just use that as a tool more than an actual like hey go look at what i did on that that app but anyways um so yeah i post all the plays daily i try to do it closer to like three o'clock um, Pacific time, right? About an hour before the games tip off. Um, there's actually is um, some decent movement, um, line movement when it comes to totals. Mm-hmm. Um, so try to do the best I can to get the best of the number towards the afternoon. Um, and then on top of just the plays for that day, um, I'll also post all the data sheets for every game um, on the next tweet and the thread after it. So if people are interested in just seeing how other games that they've already bet on or whatever look versus my model, then they can see that and they could see the Delta and the total. So, Wow. Very cool. Well, yeah, that is a lot of information, but uh, I'm, and it's been, how often has it been hitting? So it's been actually doing pretty well. So the last two weeks specifically, of course, since I started posting on Twitter, it's just been about two, two or three games over 500. Um, but I had a really good streak um, in the in December um, where every day I was hitting two out of three type of thing like that. And so um, for this year, since I, I started in, I would say middle of November um, is when I started using it and making bets on it. So the um, overs are actually really impressive. So in bets where, where I recommend the over, it's gone 49 and 32 this year. Wow. Um, Yeah. And then the unders are after this week, they're just going to be about two games um, 
over 500. So I think it's going to be about 30 and 29 or 31 and 29. Um, so the overs have definitely been doing better, but I'm also overs are more fun to bet anyway. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody likes to bet unders, but (laughs) but life's too short to bet unders. Yeah. (laughs) But then I, I'll have a, I'll have a day like this Wednesday where I had four unders and one over and ended up going four and one and, and freaking three of the unders were like for sure hits like by the time the fourth quarter tipped off. And so you don't really get that a lot when you're bet unders that it's no. a for sure lock. And so that was a, that was a fun day. And so that's what I'll uh, say for anybody that says they're, they're just going to follow the overs. I mean, obviously they've been doing well, but if you want to, try to ha- have success every day then maybe fall on both and hopefully they'll they'll yeah have ups and downs at the same time <laughs> exactly it, i mean true sharps bet both well that is really interesting I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it from your post and follow your picks on twitter uh all right we're gonna take a quick break for another ad read and be right back PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. All season long, PropSwap customers have been finding some of the best odds in the world. Because you're buying the bet from another person and not betting against the house, you can always find great deals. This week, a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl ticket with a collect amount of $2,800 sold on PropSwap for $1,500. Those are odds of negative 115 for the buyer. Better money line odds than any other sportsbook in the country. Also, use promo code SGP and then send in a screenshot of you using that code to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get a free Lock Dog Tees t-shirt. Um, if you follow Sports Gambling Podcast, the main feed, obviously, they always do Lock Dog Teases and they made a t-shirt about it. You get one free if you use that promo code and send the screenshot. Sign up at PropSwap.com today and they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter promo code SGP. That's SGP at the time of your deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $100. Go to PropSwap.com today. Void where prohibited. All right, we are back with John. And another thing you do on Twitter is you have uh, your daily player ranking sheets. Um which are really interesting. You you follow a lot of uh, players' different stats. What stats should gamblers and DFS players most be really paying attention to? Yeah, so I think for NBA, um, it's a little bit different than obviously like NFL and stuff like that. I think, you know, personally, when I'm putting together my kind of lineups for NFL. I'm looking um, a lot at matchups, obviously against the other team. And then I'm also, I pay a lot more heavy attention to the ownership percentage um, Mm -hmm. and just try to be a little bit contrarian when possible and and stuff like that, especially with only, you know, you know, one big slate every weekend. Um, You got to really care about the ownership percentage. Personally, in my opinion, for the NBA, I think it's a little bit less important um, on the ownership percentage side. Um, and it's really more about just hitting players that are going to do well that night. So um, so why is it less important for the ownership side of it? Because there's just more players, more opportunities I think, for scoring? And, yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, yeah, there's more players. I think there's more of a... Um, like there's more of a tier in my opinion than kind of the NFL, right? So if you're looking at tight ends, you know, in the NFL, you really have to get like the 
top two guys that do well that weekend if if you want your lineup to do well. But I think, you know, if you're looking at centers in the NBA, you know, there's four or five guys that all would be generally around the same that night um, mm. type of thing. And so I think there's a little bit more variance across the the kind of scoring every night. And so I think, in my opinion, I don't personally pay as much attention to the ownership percentage. I mean, obviously it's kind of easy to tell as the day goes on. Um, and especially with a lot of the injury news that comes out mm-hmm. um, last minute, I fi- I just think it's kind of hard to also trust the different projection sites that come out and stuff like that. Um, just because, you know, as soon as somebody goes from questionable to out, then where does that actually, you know, is everybody going towards his backup? Is everybody actually leaning towards, um, you know, the guy on the other team that would have been guarded by him, yada, yada, yada. So, um, what I like to do mainly for basketball is I like to look at obviously the games that are, um, have a high, you know, implied team total, um, from Vegas. So, um, I used the model that I just went through, um, actually, and I, and I folded into the, um, stats for, uh, the, the player rankings and I take into the account, the line from Vegas for the actual spread. Um, and then also take some stats on pace over the last two weeks from both teams. And then for the year from both teams and then, um, similar for, uh, possessions projected possessions for that game. Um, and that kind of shoots out a, a number that's, um, shows pace like a combined number that um i have on one of the ranking sheets i put out so i like to kind of stack at least two players from um a game that's i think is going to have kind of the highest pace um and the potential to have the highest scoring game um and then the other thing is i think you really need to hit on um at least one guy that's like a stud um that's you know maybe over the nine thousand dollar range in DraftKings. Um, you know, it, depending on the night, that you know there might be you know in a four or five game pool there might only be you know six or eight of those guys. But in some of the larger slates, there's twenty or so of those guys. And um, you know, like like I said on that, there's a ton of variance between you know as as it relates to like value from um, that player every night. And so. Um, what I look at a lot for that is um, this thing called that's called the ease uh, ranking. Mm-hmm. So it's a stat from basketballmonster.com. Um, really good website for anybody that's um, kind of serious about basketball. They have a ton of different DFS sites, even full season um, stats that you can kind of sort through things and look at trends over the last couple of weeks and stuff like that. Um, but it goes, it, it gives an ease ranking um, for each uh, uh, or for each team as the opponent, basically. So, like for instance, how do um, point guards do against the Pistons and stuff like that? And so, um, what I pull in is, you know, the season rank of every opponent, and then the rank in like kind of the last two weeks um, for every opponent, and then um, I also try to account for kind of both potential positions that um that player could be playing i mean it's kind of tough to know exactly like okay this guy's gonna be slotted in the shooting guard spot tonight depending on injuries and stuff like that and so just want to account for you know if he's gonna be a point guard 
or a shooting guard that night. Um, just pull both of those in. And then that gives a really good, what, what I've noticed is a really good um, indicator of like an easy matchup for that night. And I think that's a big differentiator for me when it comes to kind of deciding one of the, one of the studs to play is, you know, looking at a guy that's, that's got an easy slate ahead of him on the defensive end. Got it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I know the whole like DVP, um, is a stat that maybe a lot of different people use. Um, and, I think that's, you know, it's, I think it's pretty similar, um, to this one, but, um, I don't know. I just thought that I like the ease, um, stat a lot and it kind of just brings in, you know, you, you do see a pretty big variance when you, when you get it down to just those 20 or so guys that are in the top tier, um, or, you know, even six or eight on the smaller field and you, you can kind of see the, the guys who are broken out and that should have a good matchup. And we're going to take our last break for another ad, and we'll be right back. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about it it's the security systems that Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime and that means police dispatch up to 350 percent faster than a normal burglar alarm with simply safe you can get comprehensive protection for your home outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home entry motion and glass break sensors guard the inside plus simply safe protects your home from fires water damage and carbon monoxide poisoning it's all monitored 24 7 by live security professionals you can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe Expert can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com SGP today to get free shipping on your order, plus a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com SGP to save on home security today. S-I-M-P-L-I safe.com SGP. Wow. And okay. And so this kind of leads us into a thing that a lot of our readers have really been responding well to is your, your, your flow charts, your DFS flow charts, and you were doing them with on the NFL and uh, people really seem to like them. And then you released your first uh, NBA one uh, this week and explained the process. Um, how did that first one do? How did, how was the response? How, how you know, give us some feedback. Yeah, I mean, I think the in general everybody likes the flowchart, um, you know, setup. Uh, just kind of something that I came up with in about like week eleven or something of the NFL season. Um, mostly, uh, I came up with it just because, you know, you read all these different daily fantasy sites, and um, there's plenty of articles out there every day, every week um, for all these sports that, you know, will give a top you know three or four or five players for the day or something like that but you can't really there's not many tools that you can like get a full lineup out of right and so mm-hmm. um that was my kind of idea with the flowchart is hey here's you know a smaller player pool that i think should do well and then here's kind of why you know some category type stuff that says hey here's 
you know, four different categories that you could, should kind of be thinking about. And then here's a way to make, you know, all these people fit in the lineup type of thing. And so for the personally, what um, I like about it is not just doesn't help you just build one lineup, but it helps me build multiple lineups and keep it consistent. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think for the, for the NFL, that was definitely the way that I was using it as I was, um, you know, getting, you know, entering into some of the GPPs with, you know, 20 lineups or something like that. And this is definitely a tool that you can get 20 lineups out of pretty easily. Um, and seeing some good, um, correlation as it relates to game stacks and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately the first one I posted for NBA did not, um, do too well. I, so I was kind of scrambling to get it all uploaded and ready and totally overlooked the fact that it, I, it included Kawhi on, a second night of the back-to-back so yeah had to had to take a last minute uh twitter swap in um although for Kawhi. you did explain in your write-up that you could substitute another high-end player with a poor matchup right or right. I mean, with I mean, a good matchup uh, poor defense on the other side put it that way yeah i mean i think that's kind of the the thing that i think people could see some value on i mean you know i've definitely got some feedback from people that have followed it to a T and have had some success definitely in the NFL and and stuff like that. And then, but at the same time, you know, if you've got your own opinion on, you know, a a star player or two that maybe are, I I usually put the kind of studs towards the the beginning of the lineup um, or the beginning of the flow chart. So if you've got your own opinion on that and you're looking for, you know, kind of a reduced player pool um, that you want to pick from of guys that you can kind of plug in as you're filling out your lineup. That's another way to potentially use it, um, you know, gets you about 15 to 15 to 18 um, different guys that I think should do pretty well that night. Um, so whether it's following it to a T and, and, and lining it up and, and going through the entire flow chart or if it's just using it as a tool to to fill in some gaps in, in a lineup that you already have a take on. I think there's multiple ways to use it. Absolutely. Um, and how often will you be doing the NBA ones coming up? Um, I probably will be doing them about twice a week. Um, maybe more if I can get into a routine with it. Um, but you do them from I think like the bigger slates. Yeah, definitely going to be focusing on the bigger slates. I think it, I've been noticing um, cause I've been, uh, just in general, kind of try to track them a little bit before I completely put them out there. But it seems like the kind of the middle range, the six to eight game slates are really where it hits well. And um, on some of the two large slates, the 10 games and plus, um, you know, it wasn't doing as successful. Um, but yeah, either way, just going to try to get into a, a little bit of a groove with it. And I mean, I think for anybody out there that's, you know, wants to be a serious daily fantasy player, I think in my opinion, it's all about getting into a consistent, you know, approach to things. So, um, you know, where you're not just kind of going off the gut feel and off the seat of your pants every day, trying to, to fire up a lineup, you want to have a little bit of a method to the madness and, um, you know, may not be successful every night or every week. Um, and then fell, but if you keep the same approach and you keep kind of looking at things the same way, I think over the long haul, you should hopefully have some success. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as you have a method and then you allow yourself to learn 
from what the data you're seeing and and, right. and tweak it. Uh, agreed, it is much better than just randomly looking up other people's picks and just kind of plugging them in or going with your gut. Um, John, thank you so much for talking. We've got to, uh, I got to actually get going. We talk longer than I thought. So, um, again, everyone, you can follow uh, John Jackson at John Boy Beats on Twitter. He's an amazing follow. If you're, you know, NBA, NFL, uh, do are you going to be doing like NBA or I'm sorry, uh, Major League Baseball stuff, or are you in? Um, I won't probably be getting into baseball um but i do have a lot of stuff that i'm planning for march madness um awesome. here in the next month or two so be on the lookout for that for sure <laughs> everybody loves that uh okay well great and thanks for taking time john and uh, i'll talk to you soon right on thanks ryan appreciate it man basketball give me It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.